Good morning and welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomonk. Today we'll start with a world tour on COVID numbers and vaccine development as 400,000 new coronavirus cases were recorded in a single day last week. We will then look at the Jacinda Ardern-led Labour Party's landslide victory and examine what it means for the future of New Zealand and finally examine inflating food prices in Brazil. Corruption is criminal, immoral, and the ultimate betrayal of public trust. It is even more damaging in times of crisis, as the world is experiencing now with the COVID-19 pandemic. Governments may act in haste without verifying suppliers or determine fair prices, and scrupulous merchants peddle faulty products such as defective ventilators, poorly manufactured tests, or counterfeit medicines. And collusion among those who control supply chains has led to outrageous costs of much-needed goods, skewing the market and denying many people life-saving treatment. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres's outburst came a day after the world registered a record 400,000 COVID-19 cases in a single day, with Europe being the worst affected. The development comes as countries continue to struggle economically and scientifically in developing a vaccine that could be made available at affordable costs. At least 40 million people have been infected by the SARS-CoV-2 virus this year, with 20% of them coming solely from the USA. A fresh wave of COVID infections has forced European countries to go into stricter lockdowns, and with Asian countries including populous India preparing for festivities, governments must implement stringent lockdown measures to prevent superspreader gatherings. The former Portuguese president Guterres has blamed corruption for the devastation the pandemic is causing globally. However, the novel nature of the coronavirus and its ability to affect people differently has made standardizing treatment and medicines a very challenging task. This can be observed in how the use of hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malaria drug to treat COVID, was heavily debated in many spheres. Even the efficacy of remdesivir, a drug that has seemingly become a global standard for treating the virus, continues to be heavily criticized. The only proven way to deal with the pandemic until now remains precautionary measures that include mandatory use of masks, social distancing, and economic lockdowns. The world has already lost almost 4 trillion dollars in trade due to lockdowns, resulting in rising poverty, record unemployment, and increasing government debts. Consequently, spending across the world remains at an all-time low. Faced with hardships and loss of jobs, public fear that previously kept them indoors is now transforming into outrage against ineffective COVID management and disbelief about the mandatory lockdown measures. According to a Reuters analysis, Europe is presently leading in the number of new cases being reported, with 32 of every 100 cases coming from European countries. France is reporting the highest 7-day average of new cases in Europe with 19,425 infections per day. In such a situation, the world's only hope to quickly escape this pandemic is an effective vaccine, which experts believe should be made available by May 2021. But vaccine development is a complicated process. and companies developing vaccines have been faced with several challenges. Johnson & Johnson stopped trials after a subject complained of unexplained illness. AstraZeneca, which is conducting phase 3 trials in the UK and India, briefly paused the study until it secured government clearance. In the meantime, Russia has registered a second vaccine and China is working on developing at least four experimental vaccines. Tonight New Zealand has shown the Labour Party its greatest support in at least 50 years. Yeah! 
we have seen that support in both urban areas and in rural areas, in seats we may have hoped for, but in those equally we may not have expected. And for that, I only have two simple words. Thank you. Jacinda Ardern's landslide victory relied heavily on her handling of the COVID outbreak in New Zealand. It has reported less than 2,000 cases with only 25 deaths. The Labour government contained community outbreaks twice, including in the country's largest city, Auckland. Since being elected to power in 2017, Jacinda Ardern has quickly grown to become one of the world's most loved and respected politicians. In the three years of her prime ministership before the pandemic struck, she successfully tackled terrorist attacks on two mosques at Christchurch that killed 50 people and the eruption of White Island Volcano, an incident that killed 12 people. Her empathetic response towards the events, strong administrative capability, advocacy for all forms of equality and an environment-centric approach boosted her popularity to a point where she helped her Labour Party achieve a political victory the country hasn't seen in at least five decades. Labour won 64 of the 120 seats in the country's unicameral parliament. However, Jacinda Ardern can expect a tumultuous next three years as the world settles on the aftermath of the pandemic and New Zealand continues to debate on opening its borders. A day after Ms Ardern's landslide victory, New Zealand reported a case of a local transmission after three weeks. However, government authorities continue to act swiftly and the new Labour government expects the outbreak to be contained at the earliest. This has not been an ordinary election and it's not an ordinary time, the 40-year-old Prime Minister said, adding that it's been full of uncertainty and anxiety. Although New Zealand's response to the pandemic has been one of the best globally, its economy is undoubtedly heading towards a recession. And with its borders closed with no likelihood of reopening them anytime soon, New Zealand's tourism industry, the largest foreign exchange earner, will bleed without adequate relief measures. Notably, New Zealand's GDP had shrunk by 12.2% quarter-on-quarter when lockdown restrictions were in place. The Labour government plans to spend $58.5 billion on COVID recovery and Finance Minister Grant Robertson has set aside another $14 billion as emergency relief. The Labour Party's road to recovery plan is expected not to face any political obstacles. Still, the Jacinda Ardern government should keep in mind that economic forecasts have estimated New Zealand's GDP recovery to be almost stagnant for the next five years. The government will also have to keep in check the Crown debt expected to hit almost 50% of GDP by 2035 based on current policy settings. The government has to keep the deficit in check while ensuring that too many people do not lose jobs. And in her next term, the New Zealand Prime Minister will be subject to more criticisms as the socio-political sphere can be expected to remain more normal than it was in the last three years. Moving on to Latin America, which is presently the worst affected region in terms of COVID cases, Brazil has decided to temporarily eliminate tariffs on corn and soy imports from countries outside the Mercosur trade bloc until next year. Apart from Brazil, the bloc presently includes Argentina, Paraguay and Uruguay. News agency Reuters quoted an unnamed source as saying that the decision to eliminate tariffs was taken at a meeting last Friday. Presently, corn and soy imports from the Mercosur are taxed at 8%. Soybean meal, soy oil and other soy imports will be exempt until January 15, 2021 while corn imports will cease paying the tariffs until March 31, 2021. The measures are aimed at containing high food prices. Brazil is trying hard to contain inflation arising from record high prices of food grains. The inflated prices had also hurt Brazil's meat industry, prompting Brazil's meat trade group, ABPE, to request an exemption for soy and corn. That is all for today. 
We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune in to Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is i n s i g h t s . e g o m o n k . c o m to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact@egomong.com. At